Hey everyone, welcome back to the Netflix Movie Club podcast. I'm here with Tom. Hello. And I'm here with Alex also. Alex, the guy who runs all the podcasts and whatnot. How's it going, Alex? Hey, I'm doing really well. I'm actually happy to be a guest on the podcast here for once. Thanks for coming (laughs) on. So today we're going to be talking about some uh, family movies that we could watch over Thanksgiving break. But first, we're going to go into some Netflix news. What do you got, Tom? So, uh, as for stuff coming out uh, the next week or so, since the end of the month is kind of coming, it's uh, dying down a little bit. On the 25th, we have the movie Boyhood, which got nominated for several Oscars, I believe. Might have won some. Yeah, Uh, it's supposed to be (laughs) really good. Uh, That's coming on the 25th, as well as Michael Shea Matters. Don't know what that is. On the 29th, we have uh, Silver Skies. On the 30th, we have Ghost Team, I Dream Too Much, The Jungle Book, the Jean uh, Favreau film. Is that the remake or the live action? Yeah, Yeah, like it looks like it's live action, but it's like all CGI and stuff. It's the CGI live action uh, version. Yeah, Yeah, I'm super excited for that because that's like just came out. I actually haven't actually seen that one, so I'm probably gonna check that one out yeah check it out it's super good also uh level up and traded uh for movies and then uh for tv shows on the 23rd we got penguins spy in the huddle season one. Oh man i think that's a madagascar spinoff sounds like it uh There's november so 25th off of that I've never watched any of those Madagascar spinoff things. Like but the I movie the, is definitely well, I mean, there was like quality. a TV show at one point. Yeah, where they're all in the zoo. I watched yeah. that like a little bit. There was a TV yeah. show? Yeah, there was a TV yeah, show. Yeah, there was just an entire TV show of just penguins and stuff. It's like on Nickelodeon. It's all right. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's, it's it, it kind of follows yeah. along. Interesting. I wonder... With the actual story. I wonder if it just Netflix just bought it or if it's they're going to run simultaneously. Something like that. Maybe. Anyways, uh, November 25th, we got 3% season one. I don't know what that's about. Uh, and <laughs> Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life. Uh, for all those people that are Gilmore Girls fans, coming back on oh, November man. 25th. It's a good show. Check it out. Yeah, and that <laughs> is... Uh, it's a good show. That is it for what's coming out uh, in the next week or so. Uh, obviously, the week after, we're going to have a lot more stuff with uh, December coming. So uh, A lot of Christmas movies, I would guess. Winter is I guess coming. We'll see. Um, some other uh, news about uh, how much Netflix actors are getting paid, or Netflix and Amazon actors are getting paid, like the big oh, guys. Really? That's pretty cool. Is that uh, Robert De Niro is getting paid $750,000 each for... Uh, the tw- the twenty episodes of a series he's doing on Amazon, which seems crazy, uh, and then Jonah Hill and Emma Stone are getting paid three hundred fifty thousand dollars per episode uh, for their Netflix show Maniac. That's crazy. That's uh-huh. yeah, so That's much money. money. And then I don't know if any of you guys watched Top Gear when it was on BBC. Uh, yeah. I saw. I think I saw a couple episodes of it. It's it's pretty cool. They actually did a lot with like cars and. Other yeah, it is forms a, of transportation. It's a really fun show, um, but it got canceled um, yeah. because, uh, well, I think it canceled. The hosts, the main three hosts, are not on it anymore because uh, uh, Jeremy Clarkson got into some trouble. But Amazon knew how big that show was. It's one of the biggest shows in the world, uh, and they bought it. And they're paying, okay. uh, they're paying Jeremy Clarkson four or no, it's, it, the show itself is going to cost four point five million pounds um, or five point six million dollars an episode. And Jeremy Clarkson is getting paid $12.4 million a year to host it. That's wow. crazy. They're expecting, So yeah, was he one of the original hosts? Or? He was like the main host that like okay. ran the show. And okay. then he did, gotten, there's also two other guys, uh, James May, and I can't remember the other guy's name. Okay. But uh, yeah, they're like the main three hosts. And that's why 
kind of why people love the show. Also, it's a cool show. Yeah. So when they replaced those guys with Matt LeBlanc and the, the British Chris Evans, uh, nobody okay. really watched. There was a really sharp turnoff. So obviously, uh, okay. Amazon thinks they're going to get some heavy traffic with it because they're throwing a lot of money that way. Cause that, that I mean, had, I like, mean hey, why not? Yeah, I mean, that had like a huge fan base, didn't it? So I wouldn't be surprised mm. if that was to get like a lot of views. <clears throat> and other in other news uh, between Amazon and Netflix is that Amazon said it's expected to reach 200 countries uh, in the near future. Right now, they're only in a few, but they're definitely they're planning on expanding to uh, 200 or so, which is interesting because Netflix only airs in 190 countries. Wow. Uh, yeah, with China being the only one, the only major country that they don't um, they aren't located in. So that's interesting yeah. that Amazon. Yeah. is... Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the legal issues in China and uh, mm-hmm. they kind of want to like the censorship mm. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. right so, now, I mean. I think right now they, like, license some of their Netflix originals, <coughs> excuse me, through, like, other streaming services or stuff in China so that their con- some of their content does reach it. It just doesn't, you don't yeah. have the actual service. No. Um, other news about Amazon uh, video is that they are expected to acquire an additional $1 billion to $2 billion in video uh, content spending in 2017, which is crazy because, you know, they just talked about... We just talked about Netflix. They're spending tons of money on content, and now you have Amazon also, and they're trying to keep up. I think that's really interesting because, or for um, okay. comparison, okay. Netflix is at about six billion dollars uh, in in spending budget for 2017. So they're still pretty yeah. far behind, but like they're definitely like trying to keep up. And it'll be interesting to see what uh, uh, Amazon Video brings. I feel like they're definitely in. I personally, I feel like they sh- they're in third place for like the video streaming services. Hulu behind yeah, Hulu and yeah, Netflix. Netflix definitely number one. I feel yeah. like Hulu is more quality, like in terms of what kind of stuff they have on there. Uh, I, I think feel like Hulu Amazon, is like pulling a lot more from like broadcast shows. Yeah, they do a lot more television stuff because especially because they have like the focus on. Um, kind of current shows they have them they come out like the yeah. week after or the day after or whatever they're constantly like updating it yeah yeah yeah, yeah it'll be it's, the race is becoming more I feel like it's going to become closer now that Amazon is trying to definitely continue yeah definitely invest more money in their stuff well I think it's just kind of like an interesting just like move from how we used to have like just straight up television shows and that's the only way you could actually get any like f- form of entertainment and mm-hmm. now it's kind of moving over into the digital like internet area where Absolutely. where we have Netflix and Amazon because Netflix only used to just be like kind of like the, the di- a, a digital blockbuster really yeah. and they're like hey maybe we could make our own shows and they're doing that now and it's really cool because they actually can get the funding in and make shows yeah, they get how the they want and they get the star power and they get the creativity so it's yeah. like they're finally becoming like, like you said a competitor for television like yeah. that's where the audiences are going now because it's yeah. accessible when we talk and about so, how they actually like overcame like cable yeah they yeah. actually yeah. passed uh, cable viewership for like sponsorships or just viewership and I don't remember what, exactly what it was but yeah they are number one now pretty yeah, interesting it's stuff pretty interesting all right, so Anyways. let's talk about our uh, first movie, uh, which is... Well, actually, hold on real quick. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Uh, quick snippet of news. The uh, first, you know, real trailer for uh, a series of unfortunate events starring Neil Patrick Harris has come out, and it's super good. We're it gonna, looks amazing. I'm so excited I'm for it. I'm so psyched for it. I want to see it, like, now. I, w- I really hope that the series stays true to the books. Did you read the books? I read all the books when they were coming out and what stuff. What did you think of the, like, original movie? The original movie, like, it had some, like, 
It like pull. It was like a very condensed version of the first three books. And that's, I mean, yeah, that's the my- and the actors were good. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that they didn't take their time with it. They just yeah. condensed three different books into one movie. It just didn't. It, it, it moved way too fast to explain the entire situation of what was going on. I mean, while it was it was funny, it had its it had its moments. It just it just didn't. Sometimes condensing things just doesn't work. Yeah, especially for something as like dense as this. as dense as what well, the, the book series, like twelve books or something, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's like twelve books or something. I it's, didn't read the whole series, but I read the first three books, so yeah. I kind of hold the unpopular opinion that that movie is actually really good. Like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but I, again, I didn't read the whole book, so I don't know what I was missing or what the movie was missing. Um, but yeah. I thought it was like definitely quality, and you can see if you watch the original and you watch this trailer, you can see they're definitely going for a different tone with it it looks a lot more i don't want to say upbeat but like funnier kind of lighter um compared to like the other the movie which was like pretty dark and yeah well i actually i saw a lot of like contrast between like yeah they had that kind of like light thing like right at the beginning where it's like everything's just kind of like almost like candy like it's like very sweet and like very like pink and green yeah Yeah. it's just like like once it's it's very bright and then everything just goes gray and black and which is really cool like it's just like, holy crap, that's a very big contrast between yeah. like all this bright shining colors and suddenly everything is just death and sadness, Honestly, sadness I thought and also despair. Despair. Kind of looked like quirky almost. Like it is, it does have the darkness yeah, it, it, of it, it the series. Yeah, it does. But I thought it looked quirky and that's kind of what you get when you have Neil Patrick Harris. And honestly, yeah. I'm going to say it kind of reminded me of like a Wes Anderson film almost. A little bit because like a lot of the, uh, it seems like the, the set pieces are not, you know, like life size, they're like kind of miniatures, sort of like how they did in yeah. the olden days with like stop motion stuff. That's what it looked like, which is really cool. I think, yeah, especially like on something like Netflix where they're, you know, uh, like showing that they can be this creative mm-hmm. is just really cool. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And uh, when is that coming out on Netflix? Uh, is it December thirteenth? January. January thirteenth. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, we're gonna play like a quick snippet of the trailer. You should go check it out on YouTube. Violet, Klaus, and Sonny were intelligent children. Most everything that happened to them was rife with misfortune and despair. Your parents have perished in a terrible fire. Perished means killed. We know what perished means. And we're back. We're going to be talking about some family movies for Thanksgiving time. Uh, First up, we got Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. And that... I haven't seen... I watched this movie recently for the podcast, but I hadn't seen it in a long time, and I remember not liking it, but I uh, watched it... Actually, I started it this morning, and I finished it literally right before I left for the podcast, and it was much better than I remember. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I didn't like it, but it definitely has a lot of really good elements, and honestly, a lot of movies we're going to talk about have, like, kind of surprising star power behind them. Um, Yeah. Like... Narnia it has James McAvoy, it has Jim Broadbent, it has Tilda Swinton, it has Liam Neeson. Um, Aslan. Aslan. Yeah. Aslan. Yeah, um, it's really amazing performances from all those people, and a really interesting story that, you know, it has the, people always talk about it has, like, the metaphor, it's like a metaphor, or a, oh, I can't think of the right word. It is. It's very similar to, like, Bible stories. Yeah. It, it has some reminiscence yeah. and kind of, like, Hey, here's this kind of uh, theme from 
uh, theme of like recursion or something. Yeah, well, like uh, Aslan coming back from the. Well, I won't spoil it, but like, there's a very there's very similarities. There's a lot of the, similarities, to like Bible stories. It's not a religious movie, but I think. Oh yeah, not not by any means. But C.S. Lewis, uh, who wrote the original book, actually. That uh, like this movie's based off of, and the. He is like yeah, a very <laughs> devout, uh, or he was a very devout. I don't know if he's still alive. Um, no, I don't think he's around anymore. <laughs> he was like a very devout man. Did you guys? Yeah. Have any of you guys read this book or any of the books in the series? I read this book. Do you think it? Uh, holds up in terms of like um, uh, material? I think following the books, um, The Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe did a very good job. Um, Prince Caspian, it left out like some details. Like the the sequels kind of just like had some like really good details in the books that were just kind of cut out that actually did kind of matter to the storyline a little bit. But I mean, when you're writing for two hours and the 30 minutes of airtime. It's hard to, like, adapt certain things. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some things, like, when people are just, like, thinking to themselves or whatever, like, yeah, well, in, I would say, The Voyage, uh, Lucy has, like, this whole, like, kind of, like, dream sequence where she's like, hey, I think I'm, like, my sister now or something. And I know that's kind of spoiler. It's hard but, to, like, really, like, but it, But it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, like, put that like just kind of mental image into like physical like visual form sometimes yeah because like if you're thinking to yourself i mean the only way you can do that is either with like a voiceover uh just kind of like i'm thinking and i'm having having the actor just kind of sit there just Mm -hmm. thinking (laughs) i want to say something we probably should have mentioned is that all the movies we chose today are based off of books or short stories or something yeah yeah so that, that is kind of our theme for this episode, but they're all family movies as well that you can watch for uh, Thanksgiving. Just wanted to throw that in there. So, like, in terms of Narnia, if you haven't seen it, uh, the story is essentially about, like, a group of kids who are sent to, like, a... Uh, is it their... Is it, like, the relative? Um, How about you take it over, Alex? Okay. Um, relation. The uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, um, it takes place back in, I want to say, World War World II, War II era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. World War II era... Um, it was like during the Blitz. In Europe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Blitzkrieg yeah. era. I don't know. Basically, uh, uh, the children are sent to their, uh, I want to say, uncle or something. Something like that. Like, a, like as a guardian. A guardian over in, I want to say, England. Yeah, it's like in the countryside. Yeah, yeah but it's in away the Away from like yeah. the, the bombings and stuff. Yeah. So they're, they're sent away. They uh, find themselves just kind of like, roaming around and trying to just have try to enjoy their time there even though there's like not much to do yeah i guess mm-hmm. and so they're playing uh was like cricket one day and they hit the ball into a window or whatever and they get all afraid and go hide in a cupboard but the cupboard leads them to narnia which is like this like fantastical <laughs> land with like talking it's animals. a fantasy world yeah <laughs> all sorts of stuff happens with like a witch a lion, all and inside wardrobe. the wardrobe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a really good movie. I would say, like, one of my favorite parts about the movie is, like, you know, A, like, the music. The music is fantastic. At a certain point in the movie, there's, like, this huge battle, 
and yeah. like the music and that like will give you goosebumps. Yeah, it's so good. See, my favorite part probably mm. is part of that that this major battle they have at the end. I'll give away spoilers, and they have yeah. like griffins and stuff. They're just like dropping boulders on the enemies. Yeah, and it's just like the craziest scene ever. And honestly, a lot of kind of some of the stuff reminded me of a little bit of like Lord of the Rings and. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Lord of the Rings was kind of like the main thing that kind of set the fantasy genre yeah, a little true. bit. Because, I mean, it had a lot of the, hey, these are what orcs are, these are what goblins mm-hmm. are type thing. I kind of appreciate that <laughs> they didn't like, take a lot of time to like no. be like... Explaining everything. Explaining, yeah. Oh my gosh, there's talking animals. Like, when the beavers show up, it's like one line, and they're like, oh, okay, it's a talking beaver. Like I understand now. Yeah. 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 And I thought was that, that was oh, kind of funny, and also like, all right, don't waste your time, I guess. Well, I think by the time that they're like, holy crap, I'm in a whole other world inside my uncle's closet, <laughs> I think talking beavers are within the norm now. Yeah. yeah. So. Any any final thoughts on uh, Narnia or any other thoughts you uh, guys have? Just like the, the costume design and the makeup is like yeah. amazing. Like yeah. actually, all, all like the animals and the monsters and stuff. Yeah. It's so well. They done. actually won an yeah. Oscar for best achievement in makeup. I believe because yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's, it's very well done. Yeah. They were nominated as well for an Oscar for sound mixing and an Oscar for vi- best visual effects. I believe. Nice. I did not yeah. know that there was like so many Oscars for Narnia. But yeah, yeah. There's, like, well, there's Oscars for practically everything. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's super good. Uh, the makeup is amazing. Uh, Tilda Swinton looks like haunting in that movie. Yeah. Like it's a lot of the stuff. Yeah. She just looks kind of. I will say, sorry, Tilda Swinton, but like she's kind of a scary looking woman already. Well, maybe not scary, just like intense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's that's not, a better bad that's thing. And like they made her like way more intense. Like a lot of stuff with her eyes. Like there's a scene I think where she's got like almost entirely black eyes, and it's like terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think that might have been a little bit CG rendered, but... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, be sure to check out Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe on Netflix this holiday season. It it's is. It's super very, good. Uh, highly it's a little bit recommend long. it. It's a little bit long, though, just so everybody knows. Two hours and 20 minutes, but it's a very good movie. Yeah, it's, yeah it's I mean, for making, like, four times, or, like, 400 times what they put into it, it's like... Because they came out uh, at 453 million... Domestic? Uh, just in other world. Actually, it's oh, worldwide, it's 745 million. Is that uh, like, at uh, the bo- like box office? Okay. Dang. So it's yeah, so like they- it, it, it's worth the, it's worth spending the time and watching it. For sure. So I now we're going to, we're going to talk about uh, Holes starring Shia LaBeouf. Love Shia, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, I want to say. <laughs> I know that the raving geeks hate him, but uh, I love him. I personally like Shia LaBeouf. I mean, not. I mean, there's like a lot of aspects about him that I don't like, but like I don't think he's like all-encompassing, you know, <laughs> a bad dude. But yeah, he if does an amazing performance in this movie. This is honestly one of my favorite movies. Like it's yeah. it's like a family movie, but it's like an amazing movie. And I it actually has like a lot of like social like commentary on it as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a lot of stuff with like. Um, even within the camp, like, about prisons and stuff, about the kind of working conditions, I feel like that's some social commentary. Also stuff with Zero and... Yeah. I, w- I will venture as far as to say that even stuff with, like, the the racial population of the camp. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
if you like read the books and stuff, it kind of goes hey, even further with has that. Any, have you read Holes? Yeah, I've read Holes. I've, I've read, read, I've read the yeah, sequel I've read to well. Holes. There's a sequel? I yeah, there's a sequel. Um, I didn't read the sequel. It, it follows... Um, is it Zero or... It doesn't follow Zero. It actually follows one of the other cabin people. Okay. Because hmm. he... Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Damn it. Squid. <laughs> well, for those of you X-ray. that haven't Anyways. seen Holes... It's pretty much about a boy named Stanley who's played by uh, Shia LaBeouf, and he <laughs> Stanley Yelnats. Yeah, Stanley Yel- Stanley Yelnats. Stanley <laughs> He gets in, into some trouble with the law, and he ends up being sent to Camp Green Lake, which is like a juvenile detention center, and all the kids and they're pretty much forced to dig holes like out in like the desert or what, yeah, is it like the, it's basically it, the desert. It's, yeah. it's out in I think it's like. Uh, I would say they're, they're like Arizona. Arizona desert. type place. Yeah it's, yeah, it's basically dry heat. There's no like foliage ever. Scary lizards. Scary lizards. Yeah, they're just like forced to go out and dig holes all day. And, uh, all day, every day. Because like the warden wants them to. Yeah. And there's a whole thing where it's like, why are they digging holes? <laughs> why, does, why does she want them to dig holes? And there's like kind of like a mystery to it. You gotta dig a... Oh, is it a shovel wide, shovel down? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, like it's 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 a really good movie, I would say for sure. Yeah. And also, uh, Narnia has some star power. This one also has a lot of star power behind. It's got John Voight, uh, Shia LaBeouf, like we mentioned, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Tim Nelson, and it's kind of interesting to see that because I don't. Did this movie go to theaters? I don't think it did. No, it did. Yeah. Oh, it yeah, did. It went to they uh, did like a lot of like behind the scenes featurettes on Disney Channel because oh, this okay. is a, a Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when they were like. Uh, getting ready to release it, mm-hmm. so like it was uh, like it was released in the theaters. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I think that one of the strongest elements of this movie is like how much it sticks to source material. Like, it was actually the screenplay was actually written uh, was by, by the, the author. author? Yeah. Oh, really? That's cool. Um, something interesting about the screenplay that I, a little trivia fact that I found was that. Uh, the screenplay, a, a screenplay for the movie was initially written by Richard Kelly, who I don't know who that is, but he greatly departed from the source material by writing a dark, violent adaptation of the story set in a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, the studio, Disney, reportedly Wait, found the script. What? Yeah. Like, how did you, how would you how do that? How do you go from holes to post-apocalyptic and all dark and stuff? I have no idea. What? I'd kind of be interested in reading it. Yeah. Huh. That doesn't make it, because like, the, okay, the movie is serious mm-hmm. a lot of the time. I wouldn't say it's dark, though. It's not dark, but that's, that's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. Also, it says violent. How do you get violent with it? Well, there's like instances of like violence I guess, yeah. and stuff, yeah. but not like the whole thing. It's not no. like an action movie. Uh, yeah, no. yeah. The studio, which was Disney, uh, reportedly found the script far too disturbing for a children's movie, believe it or not. <laughs> and so they rejected they rejected it in favor of the final script written by uh, Sashar. I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Um, which seems interesting that they wouldn't immediately go with that, anyways. Like the guy that wrote the book, having him write the screenplay. And so they're like, yeah. we're going to see what our options are. Okay. Well, I guess it's understandable because a lot of time people who do write uh, books, it's it's not always the easiest thing to transition into in terms yeah. of like writing screenplays. Mm-hmm. Like just because you can write one thing doesn't, doesn't necessarily translate yeah. it over into another genre. Exactly. So, but it's it's cool that like that the author was able to do that because that doesn't happen a lot. Like the only Very one that often. I can think of like immediately is like the dude who wrote Perks of Being Wallflower. He like wrote and directed the movie version of it too. Steven yeah. Chbosky or Chbosky, I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. 
that's the only thing I can think of. So, but like that, that's really cool that the author was able to do that. Yeah, but this movie is it's funny, it's emotional, it's dramatic, and it's really just a solid movie overall. Um, prob- it, does, it actually does follow the book relatively well as well. I've I, I've read somewhere that there's like minor things, but like um, yeah. one of the m- most major differences was that in the book uh, Stanley is like fat when he goes to the camp. Oh okay. yeah, that's true. Well, and okay. that's like there's other little ones, but like if that's the biggest problem your movie has differing from the source material, then I think you're pretty okay. Oh, the reason why they kept Stanley thin was because they didn't want uh, Shia LaBeouf to have to sit and beef up just to sit and go back to thin again. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it you got to take care of your actors. Yeah. Um just to make them just to just to make them appear a little bit more uh, heavyweight or whatever, just to kind of make it match the source material. I mean, just don't do that. I mean, something also kind know. of interesting that I kind of like about like these kind of family movies that are kind of turned into like I don't want to say cult classics, but like kind of classic family movies, is that like aside from the main four guys that like I just or people that I just said um, that are like the main like big star power, like the rest of the kids that are in this camp, like the actors that played them, did like nothing else after this. And I always think that's kind of interesting. It's like kind of immortalizes it in some way, kind of like School of Rock. Like there's like Jack Black and there's Joan Cusack and there's like Miranda, Miranda Cosgrove. Cosgrove. She did iCarly. She's, she's not yeah, like Yeah, and like those. And then none of the other class like kids did anything else like in acting. It was like just that movie. And I always think that's kind of interesting. Like it kind of keeps it that way because you don't see those people. <coughs> excuse me. You don't see those people in roles outside of that. So it kind of like that's that person from Holes like that's what they were in that's who they are I don't know maybe it's just me <laughs> but yeah definitely check that out uh, that's also a little bit longer it's about two hours but a uh, very good movie absolutely uh, next we're going to be talking about uh, Box Trolls what do uh, you guys think of it? I think this movie is really good honestly you know you have like it's stop motion and so you immediately think of of stop motion when you immediately think of like uh Tim Burton, yeah, he did, like, Nightmare for Christmas, right? Yeah. yeah. You think of, like, those movies, Corpse Bride, that kind of stuff. And it definitely does, ha- and, like, Coraline. Did he do Coraline? Uh, yeah, he did Coraline. Yeah. You definitely think of, like, those kind of movies, and, like, it definitely feels that way. Um, it's very kind of, like, dark with, like, light-ish moments scattered about because it's a family movie or a kid's movie still. Um, but, like, the animation is obviously amazing, uh, and it's a solid story that's kind of goofy, a little bit because it's based around a guy that's like wants status in this town of like Cheesebridge, I think it's town is called. Cheesebridge. Where like the main like elites are obsessed with cheese or whatever. Okay. It's like a bizarre thing that like you would totally expect to be in like a Tim Burton movie or something. Like, all right, they're obsessed with cheese. I follow. Um, but it's really good. It's about this kid who gets like, you see him as he gets like, I don't know how to explain this exactly without spoiling other stuff because they kind of go withhold information but like he lives with uh the box trolls and the people on the surface <clears throat> if you want to call it that um don't like box trolls they think that they're stealing them and they get the main like mayor or head guy in the town like eventually gets this guy named snatcher to go after the box trolls to like eliminate them um after snatcher is like they're gonna get the cheese um, and so he's like, oh my God, they're going to get the cheese. Then yes, go kill them. And so like he tries to collect them all and like kill them. And it's all about the box trolls aren't actually bad at all. They're like just trying to do their own thing. Um, and they're like kind of inventors actually. 
and this kid lives with them, and it's all about how he sees them, really, and he sees, like, Stancher trying to take them because he, like, lives with the box trolls. It's all about how he's trying to, like, expose who they really are and, like, save the box trolls and that kind of thing. Um, save the box <laughs> trolls! It's, but it's, it's a really good movie, um, and honestly, the act, or honestly, actually, the director, um, what's his name? Graham, Graham Annable. Uh, he didn't, he's, <coughs> excuse me, he hasn't directed, excuse me for my cough, so I'm a little bit sick. Uh, a little bit? A lot of it sick. <laughs> a lot of it. He's, uh, he hasn't directed, like, stop-motion movies or anime movies like this before, but he worked on Paranorman, Coraline, and Kubo, oh, which are all cool. stop-motion movies that are, like, the same kind of thing. And the other, it was actually <laughs> co-directed with that guy and Anthony Stacci, and he worked, pretty much the only other movie that he's worked on was Open Season. Have you seen Open Season? Yeah. I think I actually have seen Open Season. The first one's like Maybe. okay, and the rest are not okay. And then there's like a billion other like ones that went to like straight to DVD yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. But it's definitely got like the, I want to say humor of those movies. It's definitely got like humor, and I could definitely feel that kind of goofy kind of stuff. And then it's got like the real dramatic stuff that you would see like in Coraline and Paranorman and stuff like that. Um, but it definitely has a really good variation. And again, this movie, I'm I'm really surprised at how like much star power animated movies have or family movies have, because um, I feel like normally dramatic movies or stuff like that have like maybe one or two or maybe three depending on the movie. This, <coughs> oh my god, I'm you dying. Make it? This one has uh, <laughs> Ben Kingsley, uh, Jared Harris, Nick Frost, Richard Aoti, how do you pronounce his name? Tracy Morgan, Simon Pegg, Tony Collette, and Elle Fanning. Just like some of them. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty crazy how the amount of like star power they get behind it. But it's like got a heart. It's kind of like a heartwarming, cute, fun movie. Um, definitely recommend you check it out. Uh, you guys have any thoughts on it? Uh, just like the animation is like super good. I would say. Like, I'm, like I'm, a I'm a huge fan. fan yeah. Exactly of like uh, stop motion mm-hmm. animated movies or just animated movies in general. Mm-hmm. If it's really good, and yeah, for sure check it out. Box Trolls on Netflix. Uh, so next one we're gonna talk about is also uh, like an animated. Well, it's I think it's it's a it's not motion. It's a it's a mixture of CGI computer graphic. Yeah. Oh my gosh, uh, uh, computer generated mm-hmm. images, so like you know animated stuff, and yeah. also uh, stop motion animation where it's like like clay. Yeah. Uh, the Little Prince. The Little Prince. Essentially, yeah. what it's about, uh, it kind of center out centers around this little girl uh, whose mom is like been trying to get her into this like prestigious school so she kind of like is like super dictative over like everything that she does in her life so like everything's like super cookie cutter and like pristine and stuff and she doesn't really have the opportunity to like be her own person and think and do what she wants to do uh then she discovers this old man this crazy old man that lives next door he's not like scary He's a really nice old guy, and he's, like, voiced by Jeff Bridges. Mm-hmm. The dude. The dude. The dude. Uh, and the big dude. A lot of it is just, like, him with her, and, like, the old man is, like, telling her the story about the little prince. Because, like, this guy at one point was, like, an aviator. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. And, like, During, he... I don't know when they said he was I got the to movie, tell you my old war stories. in the book he is an aviator during World War One and Two. Okay. I believe. Or maybe it's just one, but like the actual author that wrote the book, um, Antoine de Saint Exupery, uh, however you want to pronounce that. Yeah, this was is like a, a. He worked in a. Yeah, this. It's is like a, a French book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, this is based off of. He worked. Or he was worked for the Postal Service 
in France, uh, and he flew during World War One and World War Two, and he actually got shot down in the desert, I believe. Oh wow! So it's like very similar to the story that they tell to some extent in Little Prince. Yeah, because the the old man is kind of like telling this girl about like when he was like shot down or whatever in the desert, and he meets the little prince who's kind of like this like alien boy mm-hmm. uh, from like another planet, and the whole thing is like he's actually from an asteroid. Okay. Okay. Well, it's all right. Asteroid. Bit. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> like, uh, that's kind of what it's about, and they're just, it's kind of like open up to you whether or not this whole thing is real or not, which is really cool, and it's it's a really charming and funny movie, and there's also some sad parts, but it's it's a really, it's a really good movie. I could not, if there's anyone I would say that I would recommend the most, it's probably The Little Prince. And this one opinion. kind of got stuck stuck in, like, post-production hell, um, like it was like it's gonna come on theaters in March it's gonna come on theaters in May it's gonna come on theaters blah 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 and they just like kept on doing that but they ended up like pulling it back and like they didn't release yeah. it in theaters at all and then they and then Netflix bought it I don't know for how much but Netflix bought it and then released it as a Netflix original I was huh. so glad because like when I heard that like oh we're not gonna release it in theaters it's like no but why yeah. yeah I wanna say it actually came out in France in like I did it? in theaters in twenty. Well, 2015, early 2015, late okay. 2015, but like a year, like way before we got it over here, which seemed interesting that that wouldn't go to theaters because I'm going to talk about Star Power again. This has like amazing cast. It's got Jeff Bridges, Rachel McAdams, Marianne Cotillard, uh, James Franco, Benicio Del Toro, Ricky Gervais, Albert Brooks, Paul Rudd, Paul Giamatti. Like, it's kind of interesting that there's all those like huge actors and actresses and then the studios are reluctant to like even put it out, which yeah. is crazy. Because, like, this is probably, like, one of the best, like, animated movies, I would say, that's been released in, like, a, a little while. Honestly, I, I, yeah, it came out this year, right? Yeah. Yes. Early, in the early summer. I hope it gets nominated for Best uh, Animated Feature. I think it'll probably lose to a Disney movie like they always do, but I hope it at least gets a nod. Yeah, I think it, I think it definitely deserves Best Animated Picture for sure, I would say. Uh, I mean, what <laughs> other animated movies came out this year that could be, like, deserving? I don't really Nothing think there's Nothing that I much. can, like, immediately think there of. There was Finding Dory, which I didn't see, but... Yeah. Uh, Finding Dory was decent. It was, like, it, it was good, but it wasn't as good as the original. It was It was just... It played off more of the nostalgia than anything. Exactly. Which, which I mean, playing off nostalgia isn't bad, but... Mm-hmm. It's got to stand it's on its own two feet. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys... So I'll go back. Have you guys read um, the, the Little Prince? Have you read the uh, actual book? Yeah, I actually, like, own uh, a copy of it. I have not. I I, actually have not even heard of the movie. Oh my goodness. It's it's super good. I have never read the book in English. I've only read it in French. Uh, But it's interesting. (laughs) I know a little bit of French. Un petit. Un petit. Croissant. Oui, oui. No, I know French. I took French (laughs) for like five years throughout like my post pre college schooling. Uh, And we read it for French class a couple of times. But. I think it's interesting the way that they utilize the source material and like where maybe a normal movie that goes off a book is just going to go, this is the story of the book, let's make it into a movie. They kind of use the story as like in the movie, not as the story of the movie. Like they use it as something that the pilot is like writing, like the actual book. And then they talk about those stories that are in the book, some of the stories, and then they do the stop motion animation. Um, for when like he's reading to her or whatever or when she's reading him yeah exactly so I think it's like a super unique way to utilize the source material without making it the source material like you said 
kind of standing on its own two feet thing. Like you don't have to have read the book or it's not just people that have read the book. It like, it takes the book and makes it something new. It's like not exactly how it is. And it works. It's not like a movie that like, I necessarily, I necessarily want, didn't necessarily want it to be, uh, all about the book because the book is very like this happened and then this happened and then this happened and then this happened for like however many chapters and then there's like ties up at the end kind of um there's a little bit of an overarching story but like i kind of like that they made something new with it absolutely it was honestly i think this is i'll have to double check but i think it's in the top 250 best movies of all time according to imdb it's got like an 8.1 or something oh wow or no sorry it's got a a 7.8 i lied but i believe it it was when I first came out. It was like pretty high, but it's like so. It's not 250 best movies of all time, but it's pretty high. It's on the upper end of what IMDb users consider average. I think it's very good. Definitely deserves an Oscar nod. Any final thoughts? It's great. It's a great movie. You gotta love anything with Jeff Bridges. Absolutely. I mean, sounds interesting enough. So oh, I, yeah, I like, might check it out. I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. Okay, so it looks like last on our list here is the good old Flubber. I will say that this is probably the worst movie that we picked. Really? It's not really? a bad movie necessarily. Like, it's, I would say it's a fun movie, and that's my way of saying a movie, if you look at it, step back, don't look at it for, like, look at it critically, it's definitely not great. Are you no. talking crap about Robin Williams' Flubber? I am, I'm saying it's fun. I'm saying if Robin Williams wasn't in it, it I probably, would probably not like it. <laughs> I, th- I think it's just it's just cheesy. It's not. It just doesn't have much substance. But it's yeah. it's funny. It'll yeah. give, it'll get you a good laugh. It's it's so adorable though. It's it, so it good. is ad- it is adorable. I think but. it's yeah. <laughs> it's I w- I'm gonna go back real quick and say something about the box rolls is that I never read the source material at all, so I don't know how it compares to that. I've also never read the short story that Flubber's based on, so I don't know how what they did with it. But. Um, yeah, it definitely lacks in substance. Like I want, I'm gonna bag on it for a second. It is a good movie and check it out. It's definitely a family movie. It's got Robin Williams. Anything with Robin Williams is at least a little bit good. Um, but like he doesn't remember his own wedding three times, and then like immediately his girlfriend is like dating somebody else. Also, he doesn't live in the same house as his soon-to-be wife. It, there was just a lot of weird stuff, and I'm like, all right, that doesn't yeah. really make sense. Yeah. But it's funny. It's got some funny bits um, uh, with the flubber and with his ro- inventions and stuff. And just as a movie, uh, it's it's good, fun, good. Like you said, good for a laugh. Um, but definitely, not. it's great for kids because they don't read too much into. Yeah, yeah. It, they they just and that's honestly how I watched it originally. Yeah. Like my grandma had it on a VHS tape, and I yeah. always watch it. And I went over to her house. <laughs> I'm surprised that they actually or Netflix actually <coughs> brought it back. You gonna be okay, Tom? I don't know. <laughs> well, but like a pe- uh, pretty much what it's about, like it's super straightforward. It's like a scientist who makes this like kind of like gelatin-looking flubber he makes thing. A, that he makes comes a slime. Yeah, he makes like a, like like a living slime thing that's all cute. It's and flying rubber. Yeah, it's flubber. Flying rubber. Flubber. And he, he can control it based on which direction you put energy into it, kind of. Science. Uh, do you want to keep going with that? I was just interrupting you. <laughs> no, I mean, like, that's pretty much the whole movie. Like, I mean, there's there's more to it, but it's like if that's it's, like the general yeah, idea. Yeah, it's sort of like him interacting with the flubber and then like also trying to get his wife to marry him after he stood her up at the altar three times. Uh, so, yeah. And he has like a little robot assistant who's he's in like, love with him. And he's stuff. definitely, yeah, Weebo. Oh. Weebo. Weebo, yeah. Weebo. He plays like the absent minded professor. In fact, I don't know if you guys noticed, I don't know when you watched it, but his name is Philip Brainerd. P. Brainerd. Ha. Yeah. Ha. I, didn't, I didn't think about that. That's great. Ha. 
But yeah, it's good. Also, this one <laughs> also has like a really odd cast. Like, you got Marsha Gay Harden, you got Christopher McDonald, Clancy Brown, Robin Williams, uh, Will Wheaton was in it. Really? Really? Oh wow! Yeah, he was like the rich Will guy's Wheaton? son. Oh my gosh! <laughs> also, of course, probably the weirdest cast- Crusher. No, okay. yeah, <laughs> the weirdest <laughs> casting though in the entire movie was that they had the guy that played Buffalo Bill from Sounds nice. of Lambs. Nice. I was like, this guy's got a weird voice. It sounds really familiar, and then I'm like, oh my god, it's Buffalo Bill. What the heck? Buffalo Bill. I'm like, how can you be in a Disney movie after you do put the lotion in the basket? Like put how? Put the lotion yeah. in the basket. Puts the lotion on the skin or it gets the hose again. Oh my god. I don't know how you can go. I don't know how you can go from crafting a human skin suit to being in a Disney movie with Robin Williams. That's like bizarre to me. It's like a huge stretch. I guess he's trying to like broaden his uh his career was obviously dying. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's a good movie. It's a decent movie. Okay. Honestly, it's probably falls like I said, it's the critically the worst um, on IMDb it has like a 5.6 or something like that so it's not fantastic it's fun it's like a I, fun family movie pretty much any uh, final thoughts no I think that's about well I want to go back and say something else about Box okay. that I forgot to say is that it was also nominated for best animated picture Box Trolls yeah okay cool okay. yeah any final okay. thoughts on the movies we picked or um, uh, I'd say Go ahead and watch them. Highly recommend most of them. You guys have like a number one movie that you recommend out of all these? Uh, For sure, my top recommendation is The Little Prince. It's so good. What about you? I mean, for me, um, I probably have to go with Narnia just because it's very well made. It's great. It's very pretty. If you're going to go with The Little Prince, uh, I'll go with Holes. I really like Holes. I also really like The Little Prince. Those are definitely probably my top two. Okay. Well... Shall I end it or? Yeah, Alex, you can end it. That's okay. Good. Um, we're gonna end it. Uh, please check us out on Twitter at Twitter. Our new app we just created on the uh, iTunes App Store. Twitter. Twitter. Yep. It's uh, a mix of Twitter and Tinder. <laughs> yes. We also have podcasts you, 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 on there. You swipe. You swipe right if you don't like our movie selections. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, check us out on Twitter. At uh, at CMU That's underscore it. Netflix Club. Yep. Um, we'll be uh, doing Netflix uh, podcast every Tuesday. Oh, so I want to say what we're doing oh. next Next episode oh, yeah. is going to be Snowpiercer, uh, Snowpiercer, which stars Chris Evans. A.K.A. Captain America. Oh, uh, yeah, cool. It's like a dystopian movie. It's all dark and stuff, and it's really, really good. So be sure okay. to check that episode out. Yep, uh, we'll be uh, doing that on the following Tuesday so you can find us on iTunes the uh, iTunes podcast app you can also find us, us on, on SoundCloud SoundCloud and you can always check us out on our uh, CM Life webpage it's uh, CM CM-Life.com yeah slash multimedia slash podcast so if, if you want to the whole thing the whole, <laughs> whole thing I think so I check think us out goes. on those know. platforms it would um, mean a lot so yeah also leave a review if you want yeah please contact us yeah, leave a review on the Even on if the it's iTunes. a one-star review. Yeah, even if it's for one star, <laughs> tell us what we're doing wrong. Give us... Tell give us, us why you give hate us it because of my stupid voice. You can be honest with me. Complain about it's, Tom it's, it's all my fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wasn't sneezing. I was coughing. We're going to get horrible reviews just because you brought me in. You're sick, Tom. <laughs> You're a sick boy. Anyways, um, we're going to let uh, Tom get better, hopefully, over the weekend. We'll um, see. We're recording this on Friday. Anyways, uh, catch us later. 
See ya. Bye. See ya.